Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome to the Cannabis Daily Show for Friday, April 1st. No fooling. Since 2017, we've highlighted the company's brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry, and that's what we look to do here every day. We'd love to hear from you in the comments below, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please smash the subscribe button. Following the rundown of today's top news and industry insights, we'll be joined by Connor O'Brien, the author of Prohibition Partners' 7th edition of the European Cannabis Report. We wanted to connect with Connor to talk about the latest report, which was released yesterday, and get a sense of where the European market is today, and importantly, where it is headed tomorrow. Now, importantly as well, the European Cannabis Report, the 7th edition, is available for free download as well, as well as key data available about market size and country and the future of adult use in Europe. Also note that in September, we'll be in New York for Business of Cannabis New York for a two-day bonanza in September. Information in that in the link below. For today's stories, there is more debate, and the vote has been pushed to today on the MORE Act in Congress on the House side. Positive drug tests are at a two-decade high due to cannabis legalization. Cova, Nova Cannabis rather, uh, is shaking up its board and executive team. And at last, the UK's CBD public list has been published. For our first story, the U.S. House of Representatives is now expected to debate and vote on the MORE Act, which would federally legalize cannabis, today, Friday, April 1st. This according to a story in MJ Biz Daily. It was originally believed to happen yesterday. And if it's passed, and then it passes the House, and it's signed by the President, it will be for the second time that it passes the House. The last time in 2020, it died in the Senate, which this one will likely do as well. Uh, a lobbyist for the liaison group uh, situated in D.C. said the situation is a little different this time versus the last when it was, quote, a lame duck season session. This one is happening at the start of a primary season. So apparently there's more pressure on these legislators to do the right thing. For our second story, among the 6 million urine drug tests conducted by Quest Diagnostics last year, 3.9% came back positive for cannabis, according to a story in the Wall Street Journal. Some of the data. Last year's number of positive tests are higher than they've been in 20 years and 8% higher than last year, according to Quest. It's a 50% increase from 2017 data. In 2017, eight states had legalized adult-use cannabis, and in 2021, last year, it was up to 18 now, fewer companies are actually testing employees for THC, according to Quest, to align with local laws and reduce pressure on labor shortages. Uh, quote, so many of our clients were adamant in pre-COVID that they would not accept anyone who could not pass a drug test, even if it was THC. This according to Tammy Turner. She's the co-owner of Detroit's Capstone Employment Services. We had to encourage some of them to reassess their policy, and they did, and we were able to fill many of those jobs as a result. For our third story, Edmonton-based Nova Cannabis, the folks behind Value Buds here in Canada, announced five resignations from its board and that CEO Darren Karasik would also be stepping down. It will also restructure its Ontario retail operations as part of Sundial Growers' acquisition of Nova majority shareholder Alcana. Some of the details, board chair James Burns, as well as Thomas Bitov, uh, Ross Sinclair, Marvin Singer, and Darren Karasik resigned from the board, and Ron Hosgen will stay on as a director of the company. There will also be a new CEO, Marcy Kiziak, who was previously the chief operating officer. For our final story, one year after it was believed it would go up, the UK's Food Standards Agency has finally, finally, finally published its list of 3,500 validated CBD products, this and a story from BusinessCan. It list also means many thousands of products are not legally permitted to be sold, but products on the list are not yet fully approved. 
Quote, while inclusion on the list is not guaranteed of authorization, we wanted to take the step of publishing the list so local authorities, retailers, and consumers can make informed judgments about what they stock, buy, and buy in order to bring this rapidly growing market into compliance. That's from FSA's Chief Executive Emily Miles. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 12,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with the Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on B of C Live, we connect with Connor O'Brien, the author of Prohibition Partners' seventh edition of the European Cannabis Report. We're going to be talking all things European cannabis. Here is Connor O'Brien. Connor, thanks for being here again. Always nice to see you. Jay, great to be back virtually. Virtually, someday uh, in person. I look to I look forward to that. I want to talk to you today about a new report that uh, you put out, the Prohibition Partners put out, um, the European Cannabis Report, by my count, because I've been reading them, the seventh one, <laughs> maybe more, but that's, I've read about seven. I assume that's most of them. Um, that is right. Some of the the sort seventh, of key, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us some of the key things that... Um, us in North America, like what are the things we ought to be thinking about? And what does the report say that that sort of the, the headlines that we need to know? Right. Well, I mean, there's so much going on in European cannabis. Um, there's new things happening every day. And, you know, as as we're releasing this report, it's like, oh, my God, another major thing happened yesterday or this morning. Um, but say overall, if we look at it from a, like a monetary point of view, um, we're calculating that uh, about 353 million euro worth of unlicensed cannabis medicines, and not your Epidiolex, but your, your right. Tilray products, right. will be sold this year. Um, and we think that in terms of growth, it will look like about 2.3 billion by 2026. Um, some, pretty, so, some pretty rapid growth. Pretty rapid growth, averaging something like sixty percent per year. Um, I, you know, obviously, when it gets out to twenty twenty six, it's a little bit more speculative than if we're just projecting a year or two. But, um, you know, the main things driving this are like, you know, the progress in access in like the main markets of Germany. Um, there was, I think, forty three percent growth in just the uh, amount of cannabis being sold to pharmacies from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Um, one of the nice bits of like exclusive data that we've got in this report is some, is from the UK government. Um, and they showed that in England, about 450% more products were dispensed in 2021 than in 2020. So like there is, um, you know, it's getting a lot better for patients fast in some countries, you know, obviously it would be nicer if it was across the board but uh yeah there's definitely a lot to talk about well that's that's good i mean that that's all up and to the right and sometimes really rapidly like we like to say in canada sort of hockey stick growth and in some cases steady mm -hmm. growth and increasing sort of access to patients in germany um and i guess the, the question is like how do you um almost segment the market because obviously there's there's met proper medical programs like in germany that you know pharma covers um then there's like a CBD industry, and we've done enough a, a lot with you around, um, 
you know, programming around that, like what does that industry look like? And then there's, yeah. I guess the future, uh, you tell me, like of adult use cannabis, like we have in Canada or in some place in the US, like, is that how you sort of break it down in terms of medical, like a CBD, almost like consumer package good and an adult use uh, framework? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how we would break it down. That's how we break it down in the report. I definitely think that's how regulators see it. And therefore that's how businesses should see it. Um, so like the majority of this report focuses on medical um, and all of these aspects, like, um, you know, the changing supply chain, uh, a lot of the production is moving from Canada to Europe, um, you know, uh, events like this, phenomena like this. Mm -hmm. um, and that's got medical cannabis as its own whole set of regulations. It's distinct from CBD in Europe. It's definitely distinct from uh, medical cannabis in, uh, in North America. Um, for CBD, there's a whole other set of phenomena. So like technically at the moment, no CBD oils, for example, um, or no, um, no, CO2 extracted CBD oils, which is a lot of products, right. should be sold in the European market. Um, but a big event that we discuss in our report is that they're kind of really, regulators are really moving CBD towards being like a fully legally protected consumer packaged good. Um, so uh, like the novel foods um, applications that, uh, <laughs> Well, that, that fits right into what you were saying before, that things change so rapidly, even changed this week in the UK, right around Novel Foods, the first, you're going to tell me, but I think the first group of companies got approved, you're going to tell me. Yeah, I think that's today, if not, if not yesterday, today, like literally today, the UK are, are, are now saying, okay, there's this many products that are, um, their applications to become fully licensed products are at least valid, so they're not going to remove those products from the shelves. The same thing happened at a European wide level a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that's kind of where CBD is at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well it, it, I mean, that I think, uh, well, um, uh, funny, funny timing, of course, because the report's coming out and these major uh, things, regulatory initiatives are breaking. But I think that actually underscores the need for a report like this and what folks who are not in Europe can actually glean from it, which is primarily our audience, which is this is a market poised for huge growth, right? That was sort of the first part. Two, there, yeah. there's really, you know, three or more things to look at. One, a medical program. Two, like a consumer package, good CBD, you know, food input. And three, adult use. And this report, well, the initial part is free to download. And there are other bolt-ons yeah. that I think provide deeper dives. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's the way we structured it. So the majority of the report is free to download. Uh, that covers medical and CBD in a lot of detail. There's a lot of data there that you, that hasn't been reported on anywhere else. So I think it's the most up-to-date overview you'll get. Um, if you if companies or individuals want to dive deeper into the market sizing that we do, they, they have that option. And then also there's this option to get this kind of sub-report on uh, adult use cannabis, uh, because yeah, this is the future um, of the market. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just beginning to stir. Yeah, and I, I liken it to, you know, Canada 2015, 2016, where there were some seminal reports that people sort of downloaded, read, reread, still quote, like it is the it is the foundational information you absolutely need to know for markets that are about to grow. And as the kids do, 
all the information is down below in the links. Like that's what my <laughs> people, my kids watch on YouTube. That's what they always say. So folks, if you're you scroll down, you can click and download the report um, and see how you can uh, access more information as well. Connor, anything that sort of surprised you as you looked at the market uh, as closely as you do, anything sort of strikes you that would strike someone who knows nothing about the market, like, you know, this is really poised for growth and here's why. Like anything that is really either immediate or in the report or just on the horizon that we ought to be paying attention to. Oh, there's a lot. Um, I, I can, I mean, I can only say go and read the report. If if nothing else, go and read the executive summary. But um, uh, let's say like, uh, I think when you talk to people or when I talk to people, at least they they hear medical cannabis in Europe and they're like, oh, that must that's, that must be completely powered by Canada. You know, they must import all of their stuff from Canada. And like, that is increasingly not the case. I'd say when you're talking about like phenomena that are growing fast in the industry, it's like um, production from all over the world. I think there's 18 countries now supplying to Germany um, alone. Much, and, much uh, to the chagrin of people within a couple blocks of me here in Toronto. Right, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but even what, even this week, I mean, even this week, there was a huge story about Portugal, right? And, and sort of the amount of export, the growth in exports from Portugal and how it's, you know, skyrocketing from previous years. Yeah, yeah. So if if those reports, it depends on the figures, you know, they said 30 tons are being exported, which would put Portugal like, like at the top of the world in terms of exports, almost. Um, but it's possibly some CBD flour in there that but anyway, yes, um, so much is being transferred over to Portugal. I was talking to Tilray. They've moved almost all of their production for Europe over to Portugal. Um, yeah, and lot, lots of business reasons for that, which we go into in the report. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because we have a conversation coming up next week about a company that helps companies build their grows. And he says he's been taking the flight a lot back and forth to Portugal, right? Like it's... Um, because there, there's lots of lots of things happening there. Well, Connor, it's yeah. it's a it's a great. I'm about to download it and read the whole thing, so I don't so I can come back to you even more informed for next time. I encourage folks to click the link below to download theirs, and if you're interested in sort of the deeper dives, those are available as well at the link below. Connor, it's always good to see you, talk to you, um, understand the market better because it's just. I feel like it's just sitting there, at, and some of those key sort of regulatory triggers are about to be pulled and which is really exciting to sort of absolutely yeah yeah thanks connor thanks we look for forward to connecting with you down the road and uh great work thanks a lot jake talk to you again that was episode 59 of the cannabis daily show thank you for joining us here on youtube or wherever you caught the program and please do subscribe and we'll see you on monday